are listening to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. Welcome, 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 friends. Everyone who is listening, sending you so much gratitude. Thank you for being here in this space. In today's episode, we are going to look at connecting with children on the other side. And now this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart and parents almost always ask me during their reading, where is my child? Is my child okay? Are they safe? How can I connect with them? Are they gone? What happened? Losing a loved one is one of the greatest challenges in life. And from my own experience, losing a child carries with it a grief that has no words. After the loss of my son, Jack, I experienced a grief that brought me to my knees. It was a loss that brought heartache and a yearning to know that he was okay on the other side. And many people would say to me, well, you're a medium. You can just connect with him. You can communicate with him. And the grief actually clouded my ability to connect with Jack. And it was only by moving through my pain that I was able to make the connection with him. If you've ever heard of the consciousness scale, a gentleman by the name of David L. Hawkins, he devised a consciousness scale that measures we'll call it the vibration or the frequency of different emotions. At the top of the scale would be someone who is fully enlightened, and that would be perhaps Gandhi, uh, Mother Teresa, Jesus, someone who is fully enlightened. And then when we get down to 500, 500 is what many have found is the... um, It's the marker point for where we can manifest, where we are able to um, access and get in the flow with those universal force energies that can help us to manifest and help us to align with all of our heart's desires. And then as we go further down, I haven't checked this recently, but... Uh, Several years ago, most of the planet was at about 200 or 250, and 70 is actually grief, and 20 is shame. So if you are sitting in a grief vibration, you're not in what some refer to it as the flow, the vortex, you're not aligned with the universal energies that are flowing through you. And so I, for one, was not aligned with those energies for many years. It was, it was almost a shock. Um, we had, uh, uh, my husband at the time and I, we had decided to have another child. And we had started the in vitro process. And things just didn't go according to plan. And for the six months before everything fell apart. Jack was with me every day. We would spend our our dream, my dream time. He would come and visit. 
and we would go on adventures and we would fly and we would have so much fun and um his energy was in the house and I could see him and he was so real to me it's like I could reach out and touch him he was just so real even before he was really truly a part of me and in the physical sense that is and so for six months he was with me every day he was a part of my everyday life I chatted with him talked with him saw him joked with him I often fell asleep with him next to me I would wake up and he would be there he was there constantly and then everything went sideways it just it just wasn't meant to be and if you're familiar with the grieving process there are a few different i should say many different schools of thought as to how many um how many levels or layers or stages of grief there are um you know there can be um intense sadness or even depression anger bartering uh, acceptance is the last one and there can even be shock and so for several years I was in shock I just I could not could not comprehend that he was gone that that he wasn't there I just I couldn't I couldn't accept that I just I didn't even know what to do with it and I saw many different readers and it was almost like it was it was taboo to even talk about and it took me several years to actually align with a reader that I actually felt safe there was one one reader that I worked with a coach that I worked with and she said um you know she kind of got angry at me and said you know well you could have you could have chosen again you could have chosen to have have go through the process again you could have chosen to you know find a different mate and have a child with that person you could have chosen to adopt you could have chosen differently and it was in that moment that it's like my heart broke again and it is so so important to work with someone who can hold that sacred space for you while you are healing while you're moving through your grief process and grief is there is no there is no timeline for it there really isn't the heart heals in its own way in its own time and it's so important to have people in your world that you can share that you can let your guard down and you can share your innermost world with them and i found I found it very reassuring to chat with other moms that had lost children because it's a hurt that just it never really goes away in time I learned to work through my my loss of Jack and you know I believe somehow some way that he'll be in my life at some point I don't know what that'll look like but I I do know in my heart that somehow that that he'll he'll be in my world and in working through the grieving process i was guided to have a reading with a lovely lovely woman her name is laurel and 
in that reading, she asked me, she said, have you spoken with Jack? And I just froze. I didn't know what to say. And I said, I, I can't, I can't. It's like, I can't find him. I don't know where he is. I can't, I can't make the connection. And it was finally finding someone who could hold that sacred space for my heart, not judge it, not condemn it, not make fun of it, not tell me to just get over it. It wasn't a big deal. Finally having somebody who was able to witness me, was able to just hold space and allow me to have my process. And it was the most cathartic experience I've ever had. It was just so beautiful, so profound. And it was after that session that I had with her that I really began to heal. I really began to give my loss the dignity that it needed to heal. And no one has the right to tell you that your loss doesn't matter. No one. No one has the right to tell you that. I've, I've read for several, several hundred women over the years who have had miscarriages, who had abortions, who, who've had children die at a young age, who've had children die in their teen years, who've had children die in their adult years. And that is still a loss, no matter how that, that life has ended, it's a loss. And along with it are the hopes and the dreams and, and the plans. And, you know, my husband at the time, we had so many hopes and dreams and we had so many plans for that little boy. We knew that he was a boy. And so, you know, his name was Jack and it was a very special time. And it was just, it was so exciting to have another child, I thought, then my family would be complete. I thought that was that would be just the most amazing thing. And so again, working through my pain and my grief, then I was able to make the connection with Jack. His, his smile and his bright eyes, they just warm my heart every time I see him, every time I connect with him. And, you know, I could sit for hours and just count the freckles on his nose and his cheeks. And he always has a gift. He always brings a gift, which is so sweet. And his gifts could range from heart-shaped rocks to butterflies to candy to little toy cars to flowers. He'll bring all sorts of different gifts, which are so lovely. And sometimes we just sit in the silence with one another and we just hold hands and we're just... We're just there together. And, you know, sometimes he has that fresh, just outside smell on his skin. And it's like it just takes me to a completely different place. I don't think, I don't think I'll, ever, I'll ever stop missing him. You know, as I said earlier, I do believe that, that he'll be in my life at some point. I'm not sure how, but I do believe that. I feel that in my heart that he will... He will come into my life at some, at some point. And until then, I still miss him. I still miss him. And through the gift of mediumship, 
and connecting with Jack. I have renewed hope and faith knowing that my boy is safe and that I can connect with him and talk to him whenever I need to. He is busy on the other side. And this is something that, that I love to explain to parents who have lost children, that our souls continue to grow and evolve and change on the other side. There are souls that continue, you know, they become spirit guides. Some of the souls that leave the physical body, they become spirit guides. They want to assist and guide. Um, they are learning and evolving. They've gone into other realms and dimensions to learn and grow and experience different things. His soul, my Jack, his soul is in a state of change and expansion as he continues to learn and grow. And I often see him with other lost loved ones. And, and that gives me a sense of peace to know that he's not alone, that he's with, he's with other beings. He's with, he's with angels and loved ones. And he has his own angels and spirit guides that he's with and surrounded by. Children present themselves at the age that their parents would know them. And they continue to grow as the years go by. And so when I'm first connecting with an energy of, of a child who's crossed over that child, regardless of how they left, I will see them at the age that they were when, when they left the physical. And so whether, again, whether that's through a miscarriage, an abortion, they've died as an infant, as a young child, as a teenager, as an adult, I will see them at the age that they were when they left the physical. And for children, I will see them when they left the physical at what age that was approximately. And then in subsequent readings that I have, I've given, provided for clients, um, I will see those, uh, I will see that child um, at an older age. Sometimes they, they, they will grow up chronologically from that year that they, they died. And so my Jack would have been eight this year. And that's how he appears to me now. And every now and again, I will see an eight-year-old boy with big blue eyes and tons of freckles. And I'll just stop for a moment and I'll remember him. And some children will, they will age. Um, I've seen this a couple of times. I've seen, I've seen if there was another sibling close in age, they will be similar to, to age with, with that sibling. So if, you know, perhaps a child died when they were five and they had a sibling who was six or seven, when they come through, they, they look like that similar age as their, um, as their living sibling. So it's, it's really quite, quite healing and very powerful to make that connection, to know that they're at peace that they are on the other side, they are safe. There aren't a lot of reasons that would make sense to our heart as to why that soul didn't come through or why that soul left early when they did. From my experience as a medium and from what I've learned and gathered and, and figured out over the years is that it's, it's on a soul level that on a soul level, that child chose 
that experience, whatever it is. And so it's, it's not something that's really easy to get our head around. It really isn't. Um, you know, just, just knowing that for whatever reason, and maybe there isn't a reason, maybe we don't need a reason, but that that soul didn't come through to stay a long period of time, or they left before perhaps we thought that they would. There are a myriad of different reasons. And mediumship is, is just a beautiful, beautiful way to connect with that soul and to... What's really amazing is, is when I'm able to gift clients and students when I'm able to tell them how their loved ones are leaving them signs, what the signs are. And then they'll know, you know, my grandfather would leave, you know, dimes all over the place. And I would know that that was him each and every time. And my grandmother, it was feathers. Every time there was a feather, I would just, I would freeze and see that. Sometimes butterflies. Um, my, uh, another crossover loved one, it was dragonflies. Um... There's so many different different signs that our loved ones can leave us, and our children are no different. Our children are with us when it's someone's birthday, when it's a wedding, when it's a party, when it's Christmas, when we're feeling down, when we feel like the world just isn't the same anymore, or we're feeling disconnected, or we're feeling alone or lonely. Our child our child will come in and be near us and offer us that extra support and guidance from the other side. Children like to show me their bedroom, the family dog, their pet hamster. I've seen fish. I've seen iguanas. They've shown me their artwork, all of the amazing Lego that they've created, everything that they've been proud of, their artwork, their favorite toys during their readings. And again, they also like, they like to let their parents know how they're gifting them with signs from the other side. That is the most, the most beautiful thing I, I find. And then, and then clients can go home and they have to report back, oh my gosh, the lights were flickering. I knew that that was him. Or, you know, the dog started barking when I was, you know, picking up, a few things and I picked up one of his toys and the dog started barking and I just, I knew that then that he was there, he was with me. And even knowing that when you look at, when you look at pictures of your child, that they are there in that moment with you, they feel that. During readings, children bring a fun, playful energy. And these are some of their favorite things. These are, these are some of the, the, most favorite things that I've seen in readings over the years. Balloons. Oh my goodness. You show me a child that doesn't love a balloon. It's the same on the other side. <laughs> it is the same on the other side. Bubbles. Their favorite toy. Maybe it was a stuffy, a blanket, a pillow. Sometimes I see um, little girls on the other side and they're just wearing their favorite dress and they're just twirling and twirling and twirling and twirling. Butterflies. I've seen spiders, ladybugs, grasshoppers, even toads. <laughs> I've seen beautiful rainbows, rocks and sticks, 
imagine little boys that have their pockets full of all of these little treasures that they find. I find the same thing on the other side. That they're busy exploring and and they have all of these different little things, you know, little coins and, you know, um, nuts and, you know, flowers and all sorts of different things that they collect. Marbles, candy or bubblegum, crayons and stickers, bouncy balls. And there are just so many, so many different things. You know, one of the funniest, one of the funniest signs that a little boy was leaving for his parents was um, there was a, uh, they had, uh, um, they'd lost their son, I, I believe he was seven or eight, and they had two other children. And so they had this huge toy box full of toys and they had this uh, fire truck. And it was a loud and obnoxious fire truck. Like it's one of those gifts that you would give to somebody that you just want to, you're like, (laughs) enjoy that. (laughs) There you go. Take that. Anyway, they had this fire truck. And every night this fire truck would start screaming. Or, you know, the noises that would make these screaming noises. And after a couple of nights, you know, they got up, they looked at it, they turned it off. And then sure enough, the next night it would start playing again. And they just thought, this is so crazy. What is this? They took the batteries out, put it back in the toy box. Next night, it starts playing again. And that's when they booked in. (laughs) They said, something isn't right. And I said, he's showing me a fire truck. Was that his favorite toy? And they said, yes. And I said, perfect. And I said, his cars are there as well. He loved cars and his fire truck and his stuffed bear. But it was a fire truck that he took everywhere. And I said, that's his way of letting you know that he's with you. And if you can imagine how quickly the current, the electrical current will run when you flick on a light, turn the light switch on and the light turns on, how fast that is. That's how fast spirit is. And one of the easiest things for them to manipulate is electricity. So sometimes the radio turns on or the TV turns off or the phone rings and then it just stops or there's a weird garbled message, a text message, and you just don't know who it's from or um, what else? Toys. Again, anything making different noises and sounds, something that you turned off and you go back and it's turned on again. That's one of the easiest ways that spirit can um, manipulate the energy and let us know that they're with us. Turning the volume up, turning the volume down. Um, there are just so many different ways that they will leave leave signs and symbols for us to, to let us know that they're there, that they're, they're with us. And connecting with children on the other side brings a sense of peace, hope, and a renewed faith that the heart will heal And most importantly, that love never dies. Now, if you're listening to this and you have lost a child or children, I send you so much love, so much love for your healing, for your heart, for your loved one. If you are requiring extra assistance, make sure that you reach out and get that, whether it's working with a grief counselor or maybe it's your pastor 
someone at your church. Maybe it's finding a meetup group for mothers who have lost children. There's so many different resources on the internet, books, podcasts. If it works for you, if you're guided, you can book in with a medium, someone that you feel that you have that connection with, and they'll be able to connect you with your loved one on the other side. And so just be very, very gentle with yourself. I found that when I went through my loss and any other loss I've experienced, that sometimes what happens is that the loss that you're experiencing now in this moment, for example, the, the loss that you're healing and you're working through the grieving process, it will ping pong back to other losses that you've had. And so sometimes it can feel like a tsunami of energy. It can feel like just wave after wave of heartache and heartbreak. And I just, I just want you to understand that that may be what's happening and that that's part of the process. And again, it's very important to reach out and find the help. Make sure that you get the help and the support that you need to heal. Because sometimes, you know, the, the people that we have in our life, you know, whether it's a spouse, a partner, or friends, or family, they don't know what to say. And they don't have the training or the background to hold space for us. Like perhaps a therapist would, or a healer, someone with, you know, back a background in grief or loss. So definitely reach out. If if you're finding that you need a little bit of extra support, definitely reach out. And there are so many different resources and so many different things and just really, really being gentle with yourself and honoring the process. And if you have any questions or if I can help in any way, please do reach out. My website is livealifeyoulove.org. And again, I'm Shauna DeMellon. I send each and every one of you so much gratitude and love. And I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.